right, let, let's get started. Yeah. Adam Miller, mountain bike ride dad. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Johnny? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, not a problem. Happy to, happy to do it. So who is Adam Miller? Who is mountain bike rad dad? Where do you live? What do you do? So I'm over in Palm Springs, California, mm-hmm. where four or five months out of the year, it's hotter than most people will ride in. I, I so like right now it's, I don't know, like 105 for the high today, but you know, we hit 120. Oh Lord. But that's a so, dry heat. Not lately. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Did normally we... we're like 10% humidity and it'd be a dry heat, uh-huh. but lately we've been, you know, during the day we'll be like 30%, but in the mornings I've seen like 60, 70 at oh. like 85 degrees. So it hasn't been the greatest lately. How do you do? So I live in Miami. It is riding in the Amazon. Yeah. And it's very unfriendly. And actually, I haven't ridden a mountain bike in a couple months just because I'm an old man and there is a lot of sweating. Yeah. <laughs> how do you guys how do you guys uh, handle out there? Do you ever pause? No, I mean, I'm, I'm always riding. So if you you get up early and you get used to it. So, I mean. Like last year, I was able to go out 105 midday and just go ride. You just you just take it easy. You don't push it. And, you know, you get acclimated to it. Let's talk about where you ride. Well, what kind of trails do you have out there? Pretty, pretty much just desert stuff. And then if you go up the mountain just a little bit, you can get into – it's not foresty. I mean, if you go up to Idlewild, you can get to the forest stuff. But, yeah, like we have a trail out here called Palm Cane Epic, which mm-hmm. is – what brings a lot of people out here to ride. Um, and that's, I, I would, I'm not sure how to describe it. I mean, you're not, you're not desert floor, but you're not the forest. You're kind of like somewhere in between uh-huh. and you can ride that from the top <clears throat> all the way down into the desert. And that's uh, it's like a 25 mile ride, typically a shuttle one way. Oh, they, you get, so you get a shuttle up there. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to e-bike it or. No, I've, I've done it. I've done it on a normal bike, uh-huh. which is uh, up and down. And that was uh, about 35 miles and 65, 7,000 feet of climbing. Oh, God, you're just, you're, you're making me, you're making me winded talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to you uh, uh, and we'll get some more parks. How many parks do you have near you? Because it looks like a place where people should be jealous. Yes and no. I mean, so about anywhere between hour and a half to two hours away, we have um, Snow Summit, which is a pretty popular one. Uh, we have Sky Sky Valley? No, Snow, Snow Valley. Just opened up maybe last couple of years or so. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Santa's Village, which has quickly become one of my favorite bike parks. Not, is that the, the, the Sky Park? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to get to that one. That just looks, it's got a little bit of something for everyone. Because mostly when when I see you ride, it is some janky, yeah, uh, teeth crushing if you fall off your bike stuff. Yeah. But Sky Park just, it looks like it has a little bit of something for everybody. Wooden features, some, some double jumps. Talk to me a little bit about that place. So that place is super cool. I mean, it's been around as Santa's Village from even before my time i mean they're around in the 50s i think is when they opened up they opened up like a week before disneyland and back then you know it was just primarily a christmas attraction and then it it shut down for like the longest time and someone bought it and had the great idea of okay let's keep the whole santa's village vibe and bring that back but let's add in mountain bike trails you know santa mountain yeah go hand in hand. I mean, you can literally walk by Santa's house and he's out there and you can wave to him and talk to him. <laughs> it's good for a mountain bike dad. Yeah. Do you, do you take your kid? I mean, your kid is what? Probably three a, now. No, I have a, he's six and I also have a nine month old. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> how did, how did, um, how did you start out mountain biking? 
Where did that come from? Where, when did it happen for you? You got bit by the bike bug. I've always wanted to get into it. My brother was into it for a while and we grew up doing motocross. So, I mean, we were racing dirt bikes every weekend. Really? So a lot of those skills kind of transfer over pretty Mm -hmm. well. And I've just always wanted to get into it. And I was living in a spot that was right where a lot of the trails start. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. And I went and got a bike. And I just started riding those trails every morning. And, and you like, literally you could ride from where you start, you know, woke up, yeah. you could go. Yeah. I could o- open up the garage, hop on the bike, go straight to the start of the trail. And that was it. And just end back at the garage. And I could be on the trail in five minutes. So how long, so you, you were a young lad it's at, when you started. No, mountain biking. I've only been mountain biking for uh, maybe three, four years now. Four years, probably. Oh, and the maybe progression. three. Yeah. But like I said, like, I, I grew up dirt bike riding. So, I mean, everything transferred over fairly well. That's great. How long did you dirt bike and do you still do that? I do. Uh, I was riding, I think I got my first bike when I was about eight years old. Eight, okay. Yeah around eight years old and then we raced every weekend we went to the desert every weekend and there was a time where i think i stopped riding in about around 14 and then i picked it back up within the last like couple years nice and does it feel comfortable since you've just transferred your skills over to mountain bike and you're like ah it's like riding a bike Exactly. I mean, I, I hopped the, my first ride back on the bike. I was already just blowing through the whoops, like nothing, like I've never stopped riding. Nice. How is, um, how many trail systems do you have within your little, your, your, where you live? Cause I see you riding canyons, sky park, you travel as well. A little bit. Um, here in the Valley, we don't have too much. We have, we have a couple of sections here and there. Um, there's one particular area called the, the bump and grind and cross, which cross is a really fun trail, but it's where everyone goes to hike. Oh. So, I mean, it, on your left. It, yeah, it just becomes <laughs> to a point where it's just not fun to ride because you're, you're on, you know, not like single track and you're trying to get around people and uh-huh. it's it just, you have to stop like every two seconds to get around somebody. It's like, it's just not worth it. Okay. Okay. So. Um, you just posted the, not too long ago, if not a few days ago, the Holda. Yeah. Holda Crooks. Oh, and, and you, and you do this whole, like, oh, the GoPro effect. It doesn't look as it's steeper than it looks. Yeah. Sir, you're wrong. (laughs) You're going towards it. And, and I see like an 85 degree angle as you're heading towards it and you do kind of a, a little switch back to your left. Yep. No. Yeah, that that no, was a uh, you hold the brakes and you're just sliding down at that point because it's so loose. You're you're a dad first and foremost. Yeah. When you come up on something like that, does it come to you? Does it's like I got I've got some kids at home I might need to take care of at some point. I you know, I do I do think of that and I I'm pretty good about thinking about that. I I know to I know what I can do. And I know what I can't do. Uh-huh. So if, if I, if I don't feel comfortable doing it, I'll, I'll walk it. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I have, I have an injury, like my shirt here, I have an injury that I'll have to live with for the rest of my life. Just so the, the pinky. Well, what did you do? The pinky? What's wrong with the pinky? Let me see the pinky. So. <laughs> uh Oh, there was, oh, you got, what do you got a DSLR there? Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. Okay, so you got a little crook in your pink. Well, so what happened is, I crashed on Palm Canyon Epic. I fell down a cliffside, and it, it could have been a lot worse than it was. But mm-hmm. I uh, I ended up, I thought it was just broken. So you know, I've broken tons of bones in the past. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, it's a finger. You just tape it up and let it heal. It's part of the sport. Yeah, and this was right before. This was during COVID. So you, you were trying to stay out of the hospital at that point. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> little did I know, I had a buddy who was an ER nurse and he'd been a nurse for like a long time. So I kept hitting him up like, hey, dude, like, you know, it doesn't seem like the swelling's going down, which I do. He's like, you're, you're getting old. 
just, just, it's going to take longer to heal. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I finally went and got it checked out. And the first thing the doctor said to me was, why'd you wait so long? <laughs> so I ended up actually dislocating the joint oh. and it popped over and on top of the other bone. Oh. So that's as far as I can bend it. Dear sweet. Oh. And I've got an extra, like this shirt is actually like, one of my friends, I hit him up to do merch and he's like, he had this great idea of like, dude, I'm going to take your x-ray and make a shirt out of it. I'm like, cool, let's do it. So it's the, the x-ray looks pretty gnarly because it's just, you just see like, it's one of those ones that you see on the internet. Like that's not supposed to be like that. <laughs> that doesn't look right. Maybe we should have gone to the doc. But you said again, it was during the COVID. Yeah, and my wife was eight months pregnant. So, oh. you know, you don't, you were definitely not taking risks the at that point. Pinky, you've got nine other fingers. You're fine. Right. Here we go. Okay, here we go. We're, he's going to show us. Focus. Oh, ow. Look at that. It's over to the side, sir. Yeah. Didn't you feel it? Didn't you feel like maybe I could push this? Well, so it's that's it's actually that's it's vertical is how it's done. So it's not so much to the side, but it's just above. Oh, that's enough. That's, <laughs> so you made a t-shirt out. You got a t-shirt out of it. Yeah. I dislocated my pinky. I got a t-shirt out of it. Yep. <laughs> and doctors are like, well, if it doesn't hurt, don't mess with it. Because we could go in, we could take a piece from your wrist and rebuild the joint and you might get some movement back, but then you were, you risk arthritis and this other issues. And I'm like, yeah. and I checked with two, a bit, uh, one of my customers at work who is, does that same exact doctor work. And he's like, ask him in his pain. And he's all, don't mess with it. If it don't hurt, don't mess with it. Don't take bones from your arm to fix a pinky. Yeah. These will do fine. Exactly. <laughs> I can still grip. I can still ride. So what you said work, if you don't mind, what, what do you do for a living? If you, you don't have so to this is going to make a lot of sense, yeah. given the setup. I, I work at a camera store. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the conversation. We know why <laughs> he has the background and why he looks so much better than me. <laughs> so what, got, what, kind of, what kind of cameras do you deal with? Just everything? DSLRs? Video? Um, a little bit of video, but mainly we do still photography. Um, but we're more on the higher end side of stuff. So we deal a lot with, um, we're like the second largest Leica dealer in the United States. Okay. And Leica is handmade German, really expensive, but really worth it. I have a friend who has one. Beautiful, beautiful looking. Do you have one of those? I'm going to geek out with you probably later because I'm a professional videographer. Yeah. But I don't know anything. I'm, I, I'm working news. They give me a camera. I shoot, but um, <laughs> what did he have? The black magic. Yeah. You carry one of those? No. So I have, a, I've got the Sony a7S3 mm -hmm. and I, I just love that thing. It's so, the autofocus is so good and it's hard to beat. Okay. So easy transition. You're a camera dealer. Yeah. You know, your stuff. I was going to ask you, how do you go from, being an accountant to starting a YouTube page, but it seems like a, a good transition for you. Yeah. Is that how, how did mountain bike rad dad start? You know, I just, uh, I've always wanted to, like, I've, I grew up when I was younger, I had GoPros and actually one back in the day, GoPro had a contest on their Facebook page that you could win everything they make. And this was like hero three hero four days wow. like way back. And wow. I want it. Stop it. So they, they sent me everything. And it, I had that for a while and I, I just stopped using it. So I ended up selling it. And mainly because at that time I wasn't doing anything that kind of required it. So mm -hmm. when I got back into mountain biking, I was like, okay, now is the time to have a GoPro. I can actually film stuff. That's, you know, a little bit more exciting, you know, mm -hmm. and it just went from there. And I would start riding with my son up in uh, our local trails here. And uh, he has a little seat that sits right in front of me on my bike and we'll go up and we'll bomb down the hill. And I had some, I passed people and they're like, 
kid, you got a rad dad. I was like, and that happened a few times on the trail. And I was like, there we go. That's it. It, it was meant to be. Yeah. You got a rad dad. And then you've got, um, I wanted to talk to you about your kid too. Yeah. The, the look on his, you don't have to mention names or anything. If you want to keep that, the look on his face on one oh, of the first videos, you have it like as a father, how awesome is that to share your love for something like that with him? Oh, it's awesome. It, it the one of the best parts about it, to be honest with you, is the fact that, you know, when it was just him, I could take him out on the trails and give the wife a break so she could be yeah. at home and hang out and just relax. And that was one of the better parts of it was being able to like get him out of the house and her to be able to actually just relax and enjoy yourself. And now, and, and, and ha does he have a bike of his own? He does. And, 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 and are you gonna, you gonna trying? He, he's him? actually really good on his bike. <laughs> Uh, we're just starting to get to the point where it's like, okay, let's go try to take you on a trail. But uh, we've had a lot of like uh, really flash flood kind of rains here up in, wow. in our trail system. And it's just made it very uh, like you got little like ruts going through the stuff and it's very sandy. So waiting for that to kind of like fix itself before I take him up there. Mm -hmm. But what a, what a great way to, 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 to document it too. Yeah. This time you have with your son. As he grows up, he'll be able to go on to mountain bike rad dad. Yeah. It's, it's a video, you know, time capsule, if you will. Yeah, you exactly. Son. Have, do you have any more? I know there's only a few videos of him, but do you have plans on incorporating him a little bit more? Or? Yeah, I've got, I did a little bit of filming the last time we went camping of him on his bike. Mm -hmm. So I want to do a, like just a small review on his bike. Huh. and have some footage of him riding that and, and whatnot. Well, what kind of advice would you give parents trying to get their kid into something like that? I mean, cause you can get them small. It's like skiing. You put them on skis when they're like one yeah. pushing down the hill. <laughs> is, is that kind of how you started out? Like, did you get him? I mean, he is young in the, in the first video of him he, and he's just holding on, just smiling. So Whenever we would go ride, he would come back and hop on his strider bike and just do amazing. He would just, he'd get the balance down and he would just push and kind of just go. Mm -hmm. And like every time we'd ride, he'd come home, hop on his bike and do better. So it was just kind of like maybe instilling some of the balance and whatnot into him. And it, it's just like, yeah, it was great. So you should change your channel now to proud mountain bike ride dad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so as you created this page, um, did you have a vision for it? Was there, because I could see early on, you've already had a great background. You had knowledge of lighting and, and stuff like that. But you can also see when, when you go back to your earlier stuff, I, I can personally see a progression of how comfortable you are on the camera. Oh yeah. Way different. Was 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 there a vision or did you just start putting out the content at first? There was a vision of wanting to do kind of like the, the BKXE, the single track sampler, just the POV stuff. And then I kind of realized everyone's doing that. Mm -hmm. And it's really going to hard to make progress on doing that. So that's when I started doing more of, you know, the garage style videos as well to kind of throw in. And by doing that, I could record more and just have super easy edits for the most part. Well, they're easy back then. Now they're, they're a lot harder because you, you spend more time editing and fine tuning everything. But I, I found that when you have some, what do you call it? Like evergreen content where people are always going to come back and search for it. So yeah. like a GoPro settings video or a review video or something, people are always going to look for that. And that helps continually bring in traffic to the channel. That's, I think that's how I found you was I just bought, I, again, I live in Miami and I, did, I don't need, I like a hardtail. Mm -hmm. I know it's weird for people nowadays when you can get a, a full suspension, but I'm not, I'm not doing huge drops and I'm not sending it. I'm, I'm, I'm 50 in a couple months. Um, but I think I found some of your tips in like 
upgrading, like cheaper upgrades. Yeah. And I found that fascinating. I think that's where I, I found yours is, is like going tubeless. And, and everybody wants to, you know, your contact points. Yeah. You know, you want to upgrade that stuff because you know you're getting the cheaper stuff anyway. Yeah. What, what, would, you, what would you suggest to somebody buying a brand new bike? What would be the first thing you change? What would you do? You know, it depends. I think if you have a really cheap coil fork on it, going and picking up a new fork that's an air one can make a world of difference. Um, I mean, like, I think Seth Bikehacks, Burn Peak, recently did a video where he tried that, like, the $100, $125 air fork, yeah. and it worked beautifully. I mean, not only do you get a much nicer suspension when you do that, but you're also reducing the weight of the bike tremendously because yeah. those, those coil ones are super heavy. Yeah, you've got the, the huge metal coil. That's it's, just, the... it's all cheap metal, too. So it's all yeah. like really heavy, not really refined. How did you come to get to know? Was this something, the knowledge that you've, 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 you've garnered over time? Or have you done a lot of research? Or is this just something, again... You kind of know as you're going because you're a hands-on guy. Yeah, I, I tried to do, I wanted to be able to do as many repairs by myself as I could. And given, you know, today's age of YouTube, that's really easy to do. Yeah, I mean, you can just go online and find a video and they're going to tell you how to do it. And you've got a lot of review. Honestly, I think you are the king of lighting reviews. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> What's the most important thing for someone to know when it comes to lighting? I mean, do you have, obviously you, you have a thing for the Garmin. Yeah. Tell, tell me about some of your favorite lighting. You know, right now I, more lumens is better so far. I mean, Dude, I've right, been really lucky. Giant. So light, I reached, I reached out to light in motion cause we're a dealer for them at work. I'm like, Hey, I have this side channel. Can I get some bike lights? And they're like, sure. And they just nice. like, not only did they give me the lights, I was like, hey, can I get this one light? They're like, no, let's let's send you this light, this light, this light, and you can have these lights for your son. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. And then I did those, and then Magic Shine saw them, and they're like, hey, we're going to send you some lights. Can you review them? Like, okay. And then like just recently, they sent me another light to review. So I was actually filming last night um for the new magic shine ray 2600 mm -hmm. and that that's a cool little light but i found that like man when you get to the brighter lights you can just keep going faster and faster at night and do you ride a lot at night you don't go to do that janky stuff up in the canyons at night do you? yeah oh it, i gotta remind you you're a dad yeah i mean but you know <laughs> you do these trails so many times yeah, you can do them with your eyes closed. So you know where everything's at. Yeah. It is so exposed where you ride. Is there ever a point where you just, maybe I shouldn't be there? Well, <laughs> you know, when I, when I hurt my finger and we had to, we did a redemption ride on that sometime later. Mm -hmm. I, I never liked that section to begin with. Cause it's, you know, you have like cliffside, your, your left. And then you have the falling downside to your right. And I tried to, that's when I, when I hurt myself, I, I've never liked that section. I always took it easy, but then I have a friend who said, he said it best. He was like, you have to ride like you mean it. Good you, meaning you need to give it your full attention. And I think that's what happened was I, I wasn't giving it my full attention. And then, I went to avoid the bush on the right and didn't see the giant rock on the left that oh. then sent me supermanning down the cliffside. Oh, what now? Okay. So you're into lights. Uh, what is it like riding? I've never ridden mountain bike at night. How it's does peaceful. it add an extra level? You know, you, you most people probably are not going to go as fast as they would during the day. Mm -hmm. And that that's a good thing. But for me, it's, it's peaceful. You're out there. Typically, there's no one else out there. Calming. Yeah, it's very nice. Like just to go sit down and 
look at the look at the sky because I mean, it's so dark out here. There's no street lights for the most part, especially when you're that far into the desert. You can just see all the stars. It's gorgeous. And like when it's a full moon, there's times where you don't even need a light to ride, to be honest. It was, it's that bright sometimes. Oh, God, it sounds beautiful. I want to go. Talk more about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get back to your page, though. Um, yeah. You say you got people, you're sending your stuff. How, how has that, how has your page grown? And how have you seen it grown? Like, you created this baby. Like, I'm, I'm, this is a new little thing for me. And I'm, I'm trying so hard to raise it. And I find yeah. it difficult. And I, and I, again, appreciate you, who's already blossomed. Um, to come on but how have you seen your page grow like with viewers and 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 comments and feedback i definitely notice a a community starting to grow mm -hmm. especially now that i've gone and met more people and collabed with more people it, it's it's fun one of the best things that's come from this is all the friends that i've made so now like whenever i go to a place i can go meet up with them and go ride I mean, that, I think that's one of the best parts is the friendships that have grown from this uh -huh. and your community grows at that time as well, because when you're in their video, their, their viewers pick up on you and then they start watching you. And then like, you have this huge community starting to grow where the same people are commenting within everybody. Yeah. I, um, go ahead. And you, you I, I apologize. You, um, the community, you, I can see you're, again, collaborating yeah. with people. Were these people that you knew before or no. through your YouTube? Just through YouTube. Uh, let's see. How did I meet some of these people? Like someone would, uh, one of my good friends, Luis, MTB Desert Rat. Uh -huh. One of my early videos, I just did like the quick GoPro quick videos of like a trail up here. Mm -hmm. And he commented on it. He's like, hey, let's ride. And like, we went back and forth a few times. And now he's like, seriously, one of my best friends. And, you know, people comment and they're like, hey, let's ride. Or they hit you up on Instagram. You go out and you meet them. And it just, it goes from there. It's, it's awesome. And you can see them grow as you grow. That's amazing. I, I've, I've noticed. And that's what I like about so far. Again, I'm a baby, but I've had two interviews you three and it's amazing how people want to connect with people like you and then they were they send something to me like have you done wolf tick or have you should do this person or this person and i find this mountain bike youtube community uh, very close yeah it's interesting i mean it's like people want to collaborate yeah it's, it's fantastic. Like, I mean, after this, you could probably drop a few names to me and they'd probably, have you found that I just lost my train of thought. It is a Sunday, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I going? This won't get cut out. I do this stuff raw. Yeah, you're good. Um, you're talking about probably bigger name people, like name dropping people. Oh, I don't, I don't want to name drop on you. This is all about you, sir. Um, okay, so here we go. You, you've got this YouTube page. It's got legs now. Yeah. It's starting to move. How do you, in the community that you live in, are you finding that people out on those trails, at those trailheads, they're like, oh, that's the mountain bike ride dad. So have you, have you felt that yet? Have you seen that? Not so much here, just because, our, our riding community is pretty small. I mean, what's, what's nice about here is you can go ride on a trail and 90% of the time, you're never going to see a person on the trails, whether it be a hiker or a mountain biker. Oh, wow. and, um, but there was one time where I went to the trail dogs group ride with Mark, the segment, and I was his going with him essentially to go ride with him. And he would, uh, introduce me to other people like oh yeah this is uh adam this is empty red dead and they're like oh i know you i watch your videos and that was the weirdest thing for me it was like that's when i i got like recognized a lot was when that happened and you're like wait a minute i just started this youtube thing and now and i think it's great because i was telling some a friend of mine that i had been 
back and forth and he just recently got into mountain biking just within the last month I'd say and I said that I you know I think I'm going to be interviewing mountain bike rad dad and he goes dude I know that guy <laughs> I've watched his stuff and and the reason why he likes your stuff is the way you your look he's a tech geek yeah so and and obviously you are um your look has that been something that you knew you wanted ahead of time because you kind of have this background and you have the lights and you've had a microphone yeah it, were you comfortable with setting that all up at first yeah like if you look at my earlier videos it does not look this nice like yeah. at the when you look at back and you're like oh that was gonna be really nice and you look back you're like no nah, not really it was good but it wasn't where you want it and yeah. i finally got to a point where i'm happy with it and i really like this setup it looks great and what i was going to say is that a friend of mine who's very successful on youtube he's his best advice for starting a youtube page is just start it yeah definitely what kind of advice would you have I'd say other than that one, because just, just starting is the important thing. Because people are always like, oh, hi, I'm thinking about starting a channel. Let's just do it. Like, why don't you just do it? But I think one of the most important thing that people don't realize is your video can look like crap and people are going to watch it. But if your audio isn't good, they're not going to watch. Yeah. You, you have to have good audio for people to actually continue to watch. Yeah, and you have good audio. And I noticed that you're not one of the, I mean, you do talk while riding, mm -hmm. but you do do some voiceover work. Yeah. Now, is that something that you, you, you think ahead of time or when you're watching your video, when you're putting it together, you're like, well, maybe I should add a little something here or something there. And are you comfortable with that writing now? Do you, you write know, it out or is it just off the cuff? Pretty much 99% of the stuff I do is off the cuff. Nice. And I, I'm terrible at talking when I ride. I always forget to talk when I ride. So that's why I would come home and then I would, or no, when I'm riding, I never talk. So I always forget to. So I'd come home. I'm like, oh, I should be talking at this point. So that's when I come home and do the voiceover and talk over it. How has your technology since you've started to where you are today with, you know, however many viewers and how many videos you have, like how has the technology changed and has helped you through your channel? You know, up until recently, I just switched to this camera recently. Before that I was using uh, a Fujifilm X-T4, which is still, a phenomenal camera. I absolutely love Fujifilm stuff, but the autofocus on the Sony is what made me switch. So, I mean, if you look, I've always had a good camera this entire time. And I'm, I'm pretty lucky to say that. And I've had decent lighting up until recently. Um, nice. yeah, I've had nice big softbox over here. Yeah, it's nice. And I like the depth of field you got going on with that camera. Yeah. Um, so mostly for what you're doing inside your, your garage there, yeah, you keep with that camera and then you got like a GoPro and then you got the GoPro max yep. hanging out somewhere, giving you a but, little bit of extra flair. Yeah. So, so the cameras over the time, I mean, I had a, a hero Two, still have it. The hero Two. I have a oh, session man. four. And, and then I don't, I don't even know. I have a, a Insta 360. Yeah. Do you have one of those or anything like that besides the GoPro Max? No, nah, just the GoPro Max. And, uh, and currently I have the Hero 9 and hopefully the Hero 10 will be here next week. Nice. And it's, 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 it's impressively cheap to start a YouTube page now. Yeah. With, I mean, the lights you got, the, this, this little... 13 year old TikToker thing that I got going on in the background. Amazon, 15 bucks. Yeah, exactly. That, that's all they are. There's just two sets back there. Now we were talking about advice for starting a YouTube channel. And, and somebody said, just, you know, told me to start it. And you said just to start it. I am not that person. 
I wanted to know a lot about YouTube before I dove in. Yeah. Did you go in green? Because as I, I'm an older man, I was like, what is the banner? What is, I mean, I'm that much of an idiot that I had to do. But did you go in green or you did your stuff? You did your due diligence before you went in? I mean, I've always been kind of a tech nerd to begin with. I mean, I've, I've built websites in the past just by coding HTML. I mean, that, that, that's dating myself even a little bit. Ooh, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I knew a lot of the basics of it. So I, I, and I can pick up stuff pretty quickly when it comes to tech stuff. And I have, I've dived in deep down like the rabbit hole of, you know, trying to see how you get your stuff found a little bit better. Yeah. And for me on that was just keywords and getting your stuff found in the search engine. Okay. And that was the biggest thing. Yeah. I had to study that and I'm still working. I also know what helps. And I know that you do it a lot is the social medias. You stay yeah. relevant. How, how do you, how do you, I mean, you're a dad and a, and a husband how do you find, and, 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 and you, you have a job. How do you yeah. find the time, sir? <laughs> it's hard. I mean, it was a little bit easier before we had our second, mm -hmm. but realistically I'm spending maybe an hour, two, not two hours a night, just doing editing, filming, and just trying to catch up and keep up. I mean, there was a point where I was doing, two videos a week. Yeah. Wow. And I'm not sure how I was doing that because <laughs> I'm having a hard time just even sitting down to finish up one video a week now. Yeah. But I, I'm smart in the fact that I record a bunch of stuff ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And that way I can always come back and just edit and continually go. And I can always get a queue going for YouTube. So where I don't, if I don't have time this week, I know I still have a video for the next like two or three weeks generally. So you like to go ahead and, and get as much as you can while you're riding. Mm -hmm. And then you can go. Cause I know my wife is, I'm like this. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find people for, for this. I'm, I, it has become a part-time job. Yeah. Definitely. Just starting out. And it, it's, it's a lot of work. My hat's off to you because you're putting out great content and, and, and being a dad and a, and, and a husband and, and doing all that. Um, what kind of gear or what kind of programs are you using to edit your stuff? And were you always comfortable with that? Yeah. So I have been pretty much since the beginning of the channel, I've been using DaVinci Resolve. Okay. And that. for 90% of the time was the free version. And so for anyone who needs a editing program, I think as far as a free program goes, you absolutely cannot beat Resolve because they give you everything you need. And only in the paid version do you get some extra stuff that, you know, only someone who's really deep into it would, would appreciate. So, I mean, I've always, like I said, I'm a tech nerd. I've always like kind of messed around <laughs> with that stuff in the past anyway. So I didn't, there was no real learning curve as far as how, how to edit. And, and okay. So you've got the videos, um, you have POVs, tech stuff, how to's tips. You got everything. Now you starting, I've noticed recently the podcast. Yeah. How has that come, come to be, how has that come to be and how is it going for you? So we, me and my buddy Luis have talked about doing this for a long time mm -hmm. and we've wanted to do it. And one of the only reasons we really started it recently was the fact that he moved from where I am over to San Diego. Okay. So this was pretty much an excuse for us still to be able to hang out once, once every two weeks and just kind of shoot the stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of what that whole, the reason for the podcast was. And then bringing people on as guests mm -hmm. just to kind of hang out and have fun. And how has that been received so far? Pretty good. I mean, it's, it's, it's still kind of small. I mean, it's not a ton of views, but each time we go, we get more people on. It's, it's, it's great. And our, the community always comes in and watches and hangs out. It's always a fun time. Is, um, 
Is it something that you actually put on a podcasting platform or is it just on the YouTube or have you thought about putting that on something? Yeah. So I do, we record it live on YouTube mm-hmm. and once YouTube finished their stuff and you're able to download it, I literally just download it and throw it straight up to um, a website called anchor and you upload it there and then they shoot it everywhere for you. So it goes to Apple, to Spotify, to Google, to like a whole bunch of other ones as well. And, 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 and that is under, if people were watching this right now, and I hope we get at least a couple, I'm new. (laughs) Um, That would be under mountain bike, rad dad in in your podcast, say in your, your, your iPhone or wherever. So if you wanted to look for the podcast on like Mm -hmm. for any of the podcast stuff, it would just be a, not another mountain bike podcast. Or MTB podcast. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Go and listen, people. What a. Again, that's just, I just lost my train of thought. Do it all the time. It, it happens constantly with me. Don't age. It's a trap, sir. <laughs> okay. Oh, the growth of the channel. When you hit your milestones. Yeah. When you hit a thousand. Or I think four thousand is is a is a milestone for viewership viewers views. Oh, for um to get uh to the program, so like a thousand subs yeah. and then four thousand watch hours. When you reach that, what what happened with you? What went through your mind? Like you were like, wait a minute, I'm I'm onto something. Well, I knew I was onto something before that, but I was just trying to get to that point. Uh-huh. And the watch hours came a lot faster than the subs did. And I think with the way that I handle the, the, the channel is I get a lot of views, but not necessarily a ton of subs just because my stuff's kind of like it's splitting off into multiple areas. So, you know, maybe people who watch my writing stuff won't watch the GoPro tech tips or they want, they won't watch a review and vice versa. Yeah. So by, I always get tons of views, but not necessarily a ton of subs. So it took forever. I felt like to get to the thousand subs and that was definitely a goal. And when I hit that point, it was like, okay, what's next? What do I do? Well, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm happy and I, I'll just keep putting out videos. And I mean, I, they always say your goal shouldn't be to get monetized, but I think it, it helps. It, it's nice to have once I got to that point, it's like, all right, let's just keep putting out good videos and try to get more views. Yeah. I think that's amazing. What you said for people who are, are considering putting together a YouTube pages. And I didn't put this together to, for any of that. I didn't even know at one point that there was a such thing for me to do, but it was, it was something it's a, it's a passion of mine. It was something that I, and I enjoy interviewing people. I do it for a living. Yeah. So why not try to bring on these people? Cause over COVID I found people like you and cause I was stuck in my office. Yeah. If I wasn't out shooting a story. I couldn't mingle around the office. And I found myself immersed in this mountain bike world that I had no idea existed. I was like, wait a minute. I don't have to watch real housewives with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I can watch mountain bike rad dad, send it down a trail I've never seen. And I can dream of it. You know, I, I found, I found this fascinating. So I think it's great. What you say is don't get into this thinking you're going to make a buck. No, definitely not. The subs are hard because I was watching for the longest time without subbing. Yeah. It wasn't until I started this channel that I went, Oh, well maybe I should hit like on this. Maybe that's doing something for them. Like talk, okay, so now that I'm off that rant, talk to me, if, if somebody's watching this, how important is a sub for us YouTubers? Well, I think- that get us? It's funny, like, so for instance, just to put th- something into perspective, uh, Sid and Mackie, I think they have 70, 60, 70,000 subscribers. Wow. And they've, they've mentioned in their videos, like, why aren't you guys sub? You guys are coming back and watching. 
but only 6% of our viewers are subbed. It's like, that's crazy. And that's, that's the same thing too with my channel. There's only like 6% of the people are subbed. Wow. And I think there's a misconception of when brands want when you reach out to a brand to like maybe get something to review or something along those lines or like a sponsorship deal they look at how many subscribers you have when really that's not probably the right metric to be going off of so i mean like what i have almost 1100 subscribers now and nice. but my unique viewers every month is nine ten thousand Wow. people which is just mind-blowing to me it's like wait i'm reaching that many people per month like that that's crazy you've got good products sir <laughs> but yeah so so i would i would tell everybody and and will at the end subscribe to us folks yeah it helps it helps and ha and it has it helped you because i know you're you're getting content you're getting these these products have you noticed more and more people now that you have, you know, you, you're, you're, you're getting the wheels, the wheels are gripping, you're going, do you see that happening for you? Are people reaching out to you? Yeah. People reach out surprisingly more often than I thought they would. And I get some of the randomest stuff too. Um, you get like skincare products. I'll <laughs> tell you what, man, on, on Amazon affiliate, that stuff does really well. Um, but I've had like, uh, Jayco Off-Road reached out to me. They sent me a CO2 um, like uh, CO2 cartridge refill for your to inflate your tires really quickly. And that's really cool. I've had, I think they're called Psych Plus and it's a electric pump, air pump and you can set the PSI on it. Is it a and I, yeah, so you like, you, you go, okay, I want 26 PSI in my tires. And you hit the button and it inflates it up to 26 and it turns off. Nice. I'm like, this is really cool. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't think this was going to be that cool when I, when they first thought we're going to send it out to me, but I'm like, okay, this is really cool. I really like this. And I still have to do a video on it and I've been really behind on videos. <laughs> Life gets in the way. Oh yeah. What, um, so with that, you were like, okay, now I'm getting some traction. People are giving me products. I have a unique brand. You got a cool logo. By the way, did you create your, your mountain bike ride, Dad? Yeah. With, I've always dabbled in graphic design, so yeah. This guy has is everything. It's a, I'm just impressed. I'm like, very impressed. Like I, said, I had a friend make mine. I'm, I'm a tech nerd, like I said. <laughs> now, you, you have merch. How did that come about? Was that like something maybe I should just put out? Well, my buddy had merch and I was like, well, why don't I like it? Why not? So that's when I reached out to one of our buddies in the group who is a legit graphic designer. I highly recommend if you need something, go check him out. Uh, his name's Adam Mock mm -hmm. and he's on Instagram and you can see the stuff he does. Like he's even done stuff for like um, the outsider MTB his the of the pupper pip which is just a phenomenal looking graphic and the dude's super talented um and i reached out to him like hey i want to do something he's okay cool Let, let's let's start thinking about some stuff and then when i was on mark's podcast and we were talking about my finger and i showed the x-ray and that's when it clicked for him he's like i got it we're gonna do something off your x-ray and that's how i got the shirts it's a nice looking shirt i actually went on your online I'll, next interview there will be a pinky shirt <laughs> what and how has that been received are, are you are you you doing good with it i mean is it so no, it's all right i don't i do i do a terrible job of mentioning it in the videos so okay. i think maybe if i mentioned it more it would do better but so far it's just friends ordering it and i saw someone's i saw again i can't i can't name drop because i can't remember the youtube page I have them somewhere down here. They have merch. Yeah. And, and they have other things because this, and especially for you, this, I picked this, this is as cheap, cheap as YouTube page you can get. <laughs> but for guys like you, this stuff isn't cheap. 
I mean, talk to me, like creating to, to, to upkeep a YouTube page, it, it costs a buck or two. Yeah, it does. Especially when you start like setting up the online stores and the websites, stuff like that. And then you have, you know, subscription to Epidemic Sound where you, know, you pay yearly or monthly so you can get the music to put in your videos and not get copyright striked. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of little stuff on the side that definitely adds up and you, know, you just kind of have to look at it as an investment. Now, creating these YouTube pages and, and you're incredibly good at it. I, I said, no, no, something you were using a slider. Yeah. On, on your, your camera. And I've used sliders before in freelance work that they're just, they really make, they, they add to the video. Oh, definitely add to the video, but I'm talking, we're talking tech here. Um, what is your favorite part besides riding the bike? We all know we all love riding a bike, but your favorite part of creating the YouTube page, is it the editing? Is it the shooting? Is it coming up with the, the concept? I'd say it's a split between the shooting and the editing. I think that's, that's, that's really fun. And you brought up the slider and for a while there, I had a long manual slider, but on our last we had a trading come in and they had a, um, a small electric, uh, rhino slider. Mm-hmm. So I can control it with my phone. I was like, I'm taking this because we I also run the YouTube channel at my work. So wow. everything, everything I have here, I double for our work channel. And I was like, I'm taking this for the channel. Cause this, this is huge. <laughs> I can push a button and it slides left or right for me oh. and I don't have to do anything. So it's a perfect slide every time. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And this is what separates, I think. And this is why you're, you're getting a, lot, a, a good traction is production plays a good part. Yeah, you can put out some bad stuff and you'll get views. Yeah. But you're going to get people coming back with the better quality stuff. Do you find that true? Yeah, I think there's definitely that perception that if someone has a nicer setup they have a, a nicer looking set or just something like that that they're going to perceive that you have a more popular a better channel I, I would say in a sense yeah are there people that have inspired you what when you were creating this this page where their their youtube page i mean besides your the big one as soon as you type in mountain bike you know your burn peaks or your your whatever did you have somebody that said you know what this is this is something I think I might be interested in doing. Yeah. I mean, I've always, I'm always watching YouTube. So I'm always watching like Linus tech tips. And I think I got, I always knew the idea of the kind of set that I wanted where, you know, the background was darker. And I think, what was it? I want to say it might've been Gerald Undone where I saw his setup a little bit. And then for the live streaming setup, one of my friends, uh, Joe, the Colorado kid, which if you haven't seen his stuff, you want to talk about a editing ability and a storyteller. Uh-huh. This dude is amazing. And he's hilarious at the same time. So definitely check out his stuff. It's so. the, the way that he's able to like, just tell a story, even out of nothing, like just out of a ride. Yeah. I mean, he's out there. He's got the cameras. He's got the, the Skydio drone, the one that follows you. Uh-huh. And he, he puts in so much work and his videos just come out so great. And that his, his live stream setup inspired me a lot. Like my audio board, the, the ATEM mini, which is the, what gets me a little bit higher quality for the, the streaming like this. Yeah. You sound good. I, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, even then just, um, Data Mini is just mainly for bringing in a 1080p signal from the camera. Okay. So that's that's how my typically my if I'm doing a live stream, my uh, video quality always looks pretty good. Yeah, you look. I'm I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and I like what you were doing this this the whole time is that you're 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 you back circle back to the mountain bike community. You're plugging someone else other than you right now. Oh yeah. And that's what I like what you do. You always, I'm going to put them right up here. <laughs> you do that in your, and 
I find that I find that fascinating. It's like boaters like to wave each other. Yeah. You you do this. That's the boating wave for you. I think I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic what you do with your channel because it's not all about you. And do you do, do you find that your 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 friends have have what am I saying benefited from from that? I think so. Um, you know, I was just talking to my buddy Luis, who's the other host on the, the mountain bike podcast. Mm -hmm. And we run, we had debated on whether or not to put that on its own separate channel or just to run it on my channel. I was like, well, A, I'm already monetized. B, we already have people that are subscribed to the channel. So I think it's going to do better on my channel. And yeah. we were just talking, I was like, just on the other day, I was like, dude, we have got to do a better job of mentioning to subscribe to you on these podcasts because we never do like your, your links down below, but we always forget to mention, Hey, go subscribe to Luis. Subscribe so. to mountain bike rad dad right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I created this page is, is I, I found it fascinating that, and, and you're doing it too. Is there weren't enough people doing what we're doing right now they would have it on their page here and there but i found like I, I wanted to know a little bit more about mountain bike rad dad or my previous guys chicken sandies or a guy yeah. who's you know run bike mike who's building and i think there are so many different youtube pages one guy's building in the backyard you're very tech and show some janky <laughs> mountain bike that i would never do without bubble wrap on my whole body you know what do what youtube pages are you into watching so do you have a favorite some, kind yeah i mean so i i do a lot of mountain bike stuff but i also do a lot of tech stuff i love to watch like like i mentioned earlier uh, linus tech tips uh mkbhd you've got gerald undone and then on the mountain bike side, you know, you got, uh, I'm always watching, you know, the big guys like BKC, single track sampler, uh, BC POV. Oh yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. And you know, whenever, when Joe puts out a video, it was also always great. And my buddy, Mark, you always try to, you always watch your friends too. Cause you want to see what they're up to. That's amazing. Now, did you did you start the ball rolling on some of those friends with their YouTube pages? Did they see you and was like, well, I'm riding with this guy too. Uh Luis, I told him to do it. I'm like, dude, come on, what are you doing? Like, just just go, like just make a channel, just start editing. He's like, okay. And he did. And he did. And he, he's up to like 300 subscribers. Good, man. It's a journey of a thousand miles. That starts with one step. Yeah. You know, what uh Oh, I, and I apologize. This I'm all over the place. You're fine. I am ADD boy. Um, let's talk gear. Okay. Let's talk about your bikes. What kind of bikes are we working with? We got a hard and a soft. Uh, I had a hardtail for a while, but after I hurt my finger, I was like, I probably shouldn't ride this anymore. <laughs> so I ended up selling it. Uh, but you know, it's funny you mentioned like not sending it very hard on the hardtail. I rode that bike just as hard as my full suspension. Good. For I went you. down just as fast as stuff on that that I did on my full suspension. Um, I've got a uh, intense primer 27.5 that, you know, before that I had a intense tracer. Mm -hmm. And funny enough, one of the subscribers of my channel was like, hey, you ever want a new frame, new bike? Let me know. I work at intense. So he hooked it up. I was able to upgrade and get a new, a new frame. And I swapped all my stuff over to this new bike essentially. And I saw that. I, I love this bike. I mean, this bike is phenomenal. Wow. So you're because of your YouTube page, you got a nice bike now. Yeah. Well, good for you, sir. That's I mean, amazing. I had a pretty nice bike before, but now I have a, a nicer bike. It makes me want to put my bike back here now. What uh what kind of components are we working? Um do you, do you have a lot of upgrades? Is there something yeah? I mean, so I mean literally the only thing I got from him was a frame and a shock. 
-hmm. So everything off my other bike came over and then I've still done a little bit of upgrades. Uh, I've got, you, you, you talked about this on your last one, the, the GX axis wireless shifting. Yeah. I've got that. And it's, it's a game changer for me because I was having some shifting issues. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm good. I know how to get my shifting right. And it would just keep messing up. And I'm like, I'm tired of this. <laughs> so I went and got the wireless and that fixed it. Um, upgraded the brakes. Um, really? Yeah. That's, and that's an impressive frame that you got there. Cause I went on to your, you have some Amazon thing. Yeah. You got the website and it shows all your components. Yeah. So I'm thinking about upgrading my hardtail and I'm like, well, maybe I should go with that. And then maybe I should go with that. You know, <laughs> so you've got a lot of good stuff and it's, it's nice that you, you were able to get that frame. It's not cheap. No. <laughs> So getting it at a discount was nice because I was able to sell my frame to help pay for the majority of the new frame, which was nice. What, uh, let, let's talk about the, the website too, or, or your Amazon hookup. Is that something other people can do? Yeah. So anybody can really do Am Amazon affiliate links and there's good months and there's bad months. I mean, the way it works is if someone goes in, and clicks one of your Amazon links, mm -hmm. anything they purchase within 24 hours, you get a cut of oh, wow. at no additional cost to the, the customer. You're basically just taking money out of Amazon's pocket, which oh. they've got plenty. Um, <laughs> and it, it, some of the fun stuff is you, you don't get names attached to the orders, but you do see what people buy really? and you get, you get to see some funny stuff. I mean, I've had people buy like full, like a bedroom sets. So like the mattress, the headboard, they're like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, you get, you get a good chunk of that. Oh, that's interesting. And I'm not, I'm not asking you these questions that I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking it and writing down. And I just, my interest in, in, in doing this is I find it fascinating that a guy gets on a bike and then he creates a YouTube page. And I, I'd like to dive. I want to break down that fourth wall and find out what, what goes involved, what's involved. I mean, I do want to talk about mountain biking. That's why I yeah. got your bike and, and riding out there. What, what, what do you have in the on the horizon for mountain bike rad dad? I don't know. To be honest with me, I'm just going to keep going out doing rides. Uh, we're going to, I'm excited for November. I'm going to go to the Sedona mountain bike festival. And I'm going to be meeting a lot of my friends here and that are going there as well, but also meeting with other people who I've talked to online and interviewed on the podcast and haven't necessarily met in person and they're going. So that's going to be something I'm really looking forward to. What, when is that? So we can plug it and, and let people know that you're going to be there. November. It's in November. I know that I think it's like the 13th. I'm not positive. Okay, but it's but like a full weekend. Went and logged on and looked it up, and there. Or will you have a booth of some sort? No. So I'm just <laughs> going to be hanging out um, and riding with friends and having a good time. But if you, if someone sees this face, come you'll be on there. up. Yeah. You're you're that open. You're. Oh you're, yeah. You're not like. No, not at all. <laughs> well, I can't thank you enough. For, for coming on. I know you have a family. It's Sunday and, and I don't and want to get you back to everything. I, I can't thank you enough for, for, for jumping on and doing this too, especially a new guy. Yeah, not a problem. We're all, we've all been there. You're like taking a risk. You're like, what am I doing with this guy? He doesn't seem, you know, too serious, but I try, I try to make it entertaining. Yeah. That's the fun part. It's got to be entertaining for people to watch. Go on get this guy's merch, get his broken pinky <laughs> on his T-shirt. He's got a T-shirt with his broken pinky. Do you want to give shout outs to, I see a hat on top of your head and you mentioned them a couple of times in your videos. Yeah. So a couple, I have a few supporters of the channel. Yeah. Uh, Hand up has been there since like the 300, 400 subscribers number. They had a rookie ambassador program that they put out and I signed up and they accepted me and i been with them since so they're oh, i talk to their marketing people all the time and they're super rad people mm -hmm. um 
I recently hopped on with, um, as a supported writer of spy optics, which I've worn spy like all my life. And for that to be an option was just amazing for me. Okay, cool. And then, um, seven IDP picked me up, uh, supports the channel as well and helps me get, uh, protection like knee pads and elbow pads and okay. helmets whenever they actually get more in stock. Cause they're just completely blown out. Yeah. Stock all kinds of any kind of biking after COVID. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about that real quick. All right. What was that like having to do all that, do all this during COVID? Were, were the trails still open? Cause we were closed here. Were you still able to ride during all that time? They shut down my super local trail just briefly to only to like locals, but the cat city cove area, it was open. So, I mean, we never really stopped riding. Oh, good for you. It was closed. I mean, that's why I fell in love with watching stuff like you. Cause I was just fantasizing. I was going through like, oh, I want to ride. I can't ride. Yeah. Do you often ride with jorts on? Just, okay. So that's, that's a funny point. I just got those and my wife has always said she hates them. Yeah, no, she, she's like, she's like, I will burn them. And I, I just recently picked up a pair and started wearing them. I'm like, man, these are actually super comfortable. <laughs> I'm like, I like these a lot. Actually, these are really comfortable. Uh, I had to bring that up just for something just off the wall. I saw it on your Instagram and I'm like, this guy is rocking the jorts folks. <laughs> I like, I won't go with like the, the light blue ones. Like my dad used to back in the day. I like, I went for the dark ones that aren't as noticeable. <laughs> That's a mountain bike rad dad. Thank you so much for coming on here. I want to get you back to your family. I, I hope this was good for you. Oh, definitely. This is fun. It was, it was for me. Um, there will be a link right there to get to his page and definitely hit like and subscribe for, so I can, I can get some traction on this. And, and again, thank you so much, mountain bike rad dad. Appreciate no it. Of course. Thank you. Have a great day. You too.